0: Business Tech Weekly, podcast episode number 31. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. And I am excited about today's show, Andy, because we have everything prepared in advance. All the things that we want to share today. And it's in response of a question from one of our listeners from last week.
1: We like to be responsive to our listeners, Cliff. We're excited.
0: Exactly. Today, my friends, we are giving an answer to... Was it Jim that asked this last week?
1: Oh, boy. It would be good if I knew the answer to that. Yeah, but.
0: we should probably know the answer to that. But somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody but we, said... We're answering it. That's we're, key point. We are answering the question. The question that came in last week was, hey, would you guys ma- mind sharing uh, the top 10 technology tools for new web-based businesses? That's two alliterations in one.
1: Dang. Dang. <laughs> can you have two alliterations? I guess that they're different alliterations because that's what an alliteration is. Anyway, yeah. uh, yes. And th- the key to that, and it's kind of a broad term, but it's a web-based business. So if you're going to open up a brick and mortar, some of these things will apply to you. But you know, we're targeting those or this, can, this list will help those specifically that you could pick up your computer and go anywhere and you have your business with you. Exactly. So, that, that's who we're shooting for. Uh, again, this applies to every business, big and small. But this especially applies to uh, to those folks in that category.
0: <laughs> so so here's the deal. Uh, what, one of the things that we're going to tell you right here is we're going to give you 10 tools. Now, t- we kind of fudged and cheated a little bit by grouping some of the tools together uh, in natural categories because uh, we wanted to give you as much as possible. The other thing I'm going to tell you about the top 10 here is that these are going to be shared with you in no specific order. So, uh, you know, the, we just when we thought about listing out 10 technology tools that, you know, you should have as a brand new web based business, right. just getting ready to launch this thing. These these tools that we're going to share with you, they're just randomly thought up. These are the ones we felt must be mentioned, but they're in no particular order. Right.
1: Right. But they, and, and certainly there could have been more, but we had to pare them down. And, and you mentioned something, Cliff, to the to the effect that we were cheating by having more than 10. No, we are, we're adding
0: icing to the cake. There you go. So
1: yes, there's more than 10 in this list, but you're welcome is all I got to say, because this is a sweet list.
0: It is a sweet list. And this is one that uh, Andy and I can tell you that in our own web-based businesses, we have use of... All of these, if not well, most all of these, if not all of them, I think True. I have all of them. I think you're minus one.
1: I'm minus one, but it's to me, it's the smallest one of all of them. So yeah. Uh, so if there's only if there was one that I would I would fight for taking off the list, it, that would be the one I don't use. But you know, just I'm biased, but I can definitely see the use for it. It's in there. Uh, we're, we're I think we're killing them with the anticipation cliff, so we yeah. just got to jump into it. let I'm It's killing me.
0: It's killing me. Be
1: quiet, Andy. Okay, Andy. Okay, let's go.
0: All right. Let's just jump into it. Uh, The first item that we're going to cover here is Google Suite. All right. Google Suite. And by Google Suite, this is one of those ones where, honestly, the three items that we're going to mention to you are distinctly different properties of Google. Mm -hmm. There are three different technology tools, but you know what? This is all grouped in as one. And that is Google Mail, Google Calendar, and Google Docs. Andy, we've covered all of these in previous episodes of Business Tech Weekly.
1: Yep. And a lot of these, Cliff, that's a great point. A lot of these we have already talked about. But this is this is gonna be out on the free feed. This is um, this is all of them in one. This is the greatest hits album, if you will, for episodes one through thirty. That's, so.
0: a, that's a good point. And by the way, for those of you who are listening to this episode on the free feed, uh, we want to let you know that that if you if you listen to this episode and you like what you hear. Uh, well, gosh, there are 30 prior episodes of Business Tech Weekly. Uh, we record this show on a weekly basis. And so if you become a gspn.tv plus member, uh, you actually get access to every single episode of Business Tech Weekly. But not only that, but every single episode of every single show we do here at gspn.tv with well over 2,060 episodes.
1: And I'm a member. That's so right. I'm 321. I, I got a tattoo
0: yesterday. 321. Did I tell you that? Just
1: 321.
0: Kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just so, kidding. So anyway, all right. So, so <laughs> back to Google. Yeah, go back to Google. So we t- we talked a lot about Google uh, and, and and Google Mail, uh, but I think that it's important to have these tools uh, for the purpose of a web based business because one of the things that w- the nice things about having a web based business is that I can do it everywhere. But you know what, Andy? as much as, as I might like, I don't always take my laptop or my computer with me everywhere I go. Right. You know, there, there have been occasions, uh, and, and I'll give you one, specific, one specifically. Uh, there was a time when I was on vacation and I was had no desire to do any kind of work, but then all of a sudden I get a text message, or not a text message, I get an email. And I checked it on my smartphone, which will come up later. Uh, but I checked my email and I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh man, I really should respond to this. Right. I, I really should respond to this because, well, to be honest with you, this is going to equate to about five thousand dollars in income if I land. I would,
1: I would return that email
0: exactly. And and <clears throat> this wasn't an email it, by by the way. At the time, I was on a ten day vacation, the longest vacation I've ever taken in my life, ten days. Uh, during a spring break, um, and 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 so I there's no way I was going to wait, you know, another four or five days before I got home to respond to this email. Is somebody? That, I mean, the the irons were hot, if you will. Mm. So so what I did is I actually grabbed my laptop, and I which by the way my laptop is not my main sort my main computer. My main computer is my stationary desktop, which is now uh, an iMac here in the studio. So this was this doesn't have all of my content stored on it like I use it every day. But I grabbed my laptop. I drove towards a Starbucks because I knew (laughs) that Starbucks had some Internet access that I could tap tap into. I literally pulled up and went into there, hooked up to the Internet, got into the Gmail so that I could type up the email just the way I wanted it waited for a response to come back. That response came back right away. I went right over my calendar and put a, a, an appointment for the following week on my calendar and also went into Google Docs, created a contract right on the fly in Google Docs, sent it over as a PDF document. Oh, yeah. And, via email. And then this very professional-looking document was sent to them. And by the end of an hour and 15 minutes, I had secured a $5,000 profitable contract deal with the client. It was, nice. it was, it was amazing. And I did that while on vacation, sitting inside of a Starbucks. Right. And I was able to do that because of Google Mail, Google mm-hmm. Calendar, and Google Docs, all three together.
1: And, and frankly, people could do that with other by other means, for instance, I'll, I'll take the what situation other people may have been in. Let's say you do get that email, but you have to log into your webmail through the company that provides your email. Well, first of all, the interface of that is going to be horrible, and second, you know, good luck navigating to that. Like I know that my internet provider here in town, you know, they give me an email account with my internet access from Midcontinent Communications. It is the ugliest nineteen eighty four looking interface you've ever seen. You know, so, you know, you can get to your email a lot of ways. So that's one, step one, but it's, it's not going to look as good. Um, you know, it's going to be more difficult to get to. S- second step is your calendar. You know, to have a web-based calendar to narrow your accessibility, a lot of people just frankly don't have that. They're tied to a, a desktop um, solution. And then lastly, the documents. I mean, good luck getting to a, a shared document somewhere unless you are using something like Google Docs. Now, I know, and this is timely, Cliff, because Microsoft and Facebook are teaming up to do sort of a uh, Microsoft Office online. Uh, but, but here's why I'm not drawn to that at all, frankly, is because I, when, I, when I do Facebook, which is rarely, I'm not there to do work. I'm there to be social. And I, I'm, not, I'm not that excited that Facebook integrates with Microsoft Office. That just it seems like work and play to me, so I don't really get that. So I think the effectiveness that you were able to have is in large part because all those things were literally on the same page, if you will. Yeah. You know, in your in your Gmail, you open that up at the top left-hand corner. It's going to say Documents and Calendar. So you're li- you're you're all in the same, you know, you're in the same realm. It's a, as if you have Outlook and Word, um, and I'm trying to think of the other what, what the other. I guess Outlook and Word because Outlook has Calendar and Mail combined. But it's as if you have those all web based. So. Not only were you able to get them from any computer in the world. You could have walked into Starbucks, walked up to someone's computer and said, hey, can I borrow that for 10 minutes and gotten the job done? That's the beauty of it. You could have dropped your laptop in the ocean and went, well, I'll just go to a library and run my business. I mean, that's that's the great thing
0: about it. I could be at the Sandy Lane Hotel in Barbados. And go down into the business office where they have a little laptop hooked or a little uh, test stop computer hooked up to yep. the internet, and I could have i could have easily transacted that business without even having my own computer.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So a lot a lot of pluses to that, and people need to understand when you sign up for the Google Suite, you are really getting all three of those at once. You no, know, when you sign up for a Gmail account, in the top left hand corner, you will see Calendar. And documents. So you're getting them all really at the same time. You know, they're not separate in that way. Uh, you can treat them separately. Some people use sections of them, some people don't use other sections. But I, I use full advantage of all three of them. I don't rely on Google Documents for a lot of things uh, solely um, because uh, of some different reasons, security being one of them. But uh, overall, I, I'm a very strong believer. And I think that's a great place to start, Cliff. I know we're not ranking these in order, but I do think that's a great place to start if you're a small business owner to start with Google Suite.
0: Yep, absolutely. And just for those of you who are listening to this, uh, we did an entire episode on Google Mail, episode number 20. That is in the free feed I'm looking here. Uh, we did an entire episode on Google Docs, uh, which was episode number four of Business Tech Weekly. That's uh, that's available only to our Plus members. So uh, so we have covered those in even further detail in the past, but let's move on to our next uh, tech tool, and uh, we'll we'll actually instead I've got it written down in my outline here as QuickBooks QuickBooks Online, but let's just say QuickBooks as our our tech t- tool for the brand new web based business. Sure. Why QuickBooks?
1: Well, part of part of the part of the draw is is sort of the requirement that so many people use it that uh, it has become sort of a a standard means of communicating your bookkeeping to those who do your books, uh, you know, there's it's a default format for when you download information from your bank, you know, the download into QuickBooks format. So part of it, I think, frankly, Cliff, is just it's sort of it's sort of become a universal format. So that's a simple one, but I think that's one of the reasons that you want to use it. I mean, I've I've looked at other programs, but the problem is. You know, they're they're all sort of hey, we're we're not QuickBooks, we're not QuickBooks, and and that, and that can be good in some ways. In other ways, it's bad because it's such a universal format that you almost have to use it.
0: Right? Yeah. See, so there there are things out there like FreshBooks. There are mm-hmm. all these other suites out there. A lot of them online. A lot of them, to be honest with you, are a lot cheaper than QuickBooks. But and to be honest with you, here's the deal: when I started my business, launched my own business for the very first time. You know, I I never knew anything about accounting at all. I mean, you know, I was I was I I knew how to balance my checkbook. okay, And, And so but but beyond that, I'm like, I have no clue about any of this thing. So the very first thing I did was hire a CPA. And he's like, listen, go out and get QuickBooks. So that way, you know, you can just, you know, send me your your backup file and I can restore it here. And, and we can have access to it and, and we can just run all the reports we need. And I'm like, right. Okay. That, that, that's that right there was the reason for me to get QuickBooks because, well, you know what? You talk to any accountant out there and they're going to tell you now. Here's, here's what I did learn about this. I mean, I, I know a lot more about business today than I did when I first started and especially know a lot more about my accounting. And to be honest with you, Andy, I literally could track everything that I need to track for tax purposes in spreadsheets sure Every sure. I could track all my expenses break them down into different worksheets inside of an Excel spreadsheet or a Google Docs spreadsheet whatever I could do it all but you know what I couldn't do by tracking it all in spreadsheets is I couldn't effectively run a report within seconds of certain categories minus certain categories for certain date ranges and all this other stuff so it all happens in QuickBooks it's real nice it's it's convenient and my friends, you know what? If you can't afford the money to buy a piece of software that's just going to make life easier for you, then you may want to consider, you know, whether or not you are going to be able to afford the replacement printer toner. You know, because yeah. eventually, if you think about these things, there running a business costs money, and uh, you know, QuickBooks is is an industry standard. In my opinion, it's I I would not want to go. I would not want to operate my business without having QuickBooks.
1: That being said, Cliff, I know you use the online version, which obviously can be updated, you know, on the fly. I mean, they can they can make changes to it. I have heard some people sort of say that the latest version, and sometimes companies do this, is not as good as the last version. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just one of those things you can you can do some research, you know, but but find uh you know, make sure that you are you're with a version you're comfortable with. Yeah. But the bottom line is
0: get a version well here's the deal i I am glad you brought it up that i'm on quickbooks online i want to let you know i just switched i i had had uh quickbooks pro 2008 well since 2008 as you might imagine and and, um i i was running it on my pc and i wanted to move to mac and i didn't want to go to the mac version of quickbooks and to be honest with you i'm i prefer i prefer web-based tools you know why andy I I would like to be able to sit there and and come to your home and or your business place of business. And I would love to sit there and spend an entire day with you, which, by the way, is twenty five hundred dollars for me to spend an entire day with you. And I'll spend an entire day with you. And at the end of the day, I can log into my QuickBooks from your computer and I can immediately send you an invoice from your computer. And I love that. I, right. I, I love that ability. Not only that, but can I tell you another thing? Okay. I have I, my assistant work uh, uh, that works for me. She lives in Missouri. I live in yep. Kentucky. Well, guess what she does? She takes my PayPal statement once a week and says all, all of these gspn.tv plus memberships and all these other payments that I'm making via my PayPal account. She right. takes all of that information and puts it into QuickBooks for me. And before, she used to have to log in using LogMeIn into my desktop computer. And of course, I wouldn't be able to use my desktop computer. Well, guess what? Now she just logs in using my username and password into QuickBooks Online. And she does it for me. And and it doesn't even take up my computer. So now, I'm not losing that hour's worth of productivity that I could be doing here in my studio.
1: Well, and the other part of that, and we both know this, Cliff, is as great as LogMeIn is or TeamView, TeamViewer, whatever, whatever you want to use none of them truly render as well as being inside the actual program. Because those other programs, which we didn't include here, I don't think they're worth the top 10 list, but those remote control desktop solutions, you're still using your computer screen to look at another computer screen, and there's going to be some lag. There's going to be sort of messiness to it. So the bottom line is to be able to have a web-based tool means a couple of things. And one of them, uh, I, I think, is just the portability. But second is you know that not only can you get them from any, anywhere, but anyone else can get that at them from anywhere. So, you know, when I'm working with clients, you know, if I want to log into their, their files, I can I can do that if it's a web-based solution. So, and, and as we know, those things are moving, you know, things are moving more and more into the quote-unquote cloud. And um, t- tell me again, Cliff, real quick, how much you pay for the QuickBooks Online?
0: Uh, I can't remember. I think it's like, 25 bucks a month or something. Let me tell you this uh-huh. though. Uh, if you go there, there are only two versions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. T- that,
1: yeah. Listen, listen to this closely folks. This there, is important.
0: There are only two versions that you can choose on uh, from, from QuickBooks online. Uh, and the, the free version would be, or, or, I'm sorry, the, I'm not the free version, but the very inexpensive version would have been perfectly fine if I'm just starting out as a brand new business. But I wanted the ability to take my existing QuickBooks files and, and have that all port over to the QuickBooks Online. So I didn't want to have to re-enter any information. I didn't want to have to store and archive all of that stuff on the old... Infor- I just wanted to have it all ported over. And right. of course, they their online uh, website says that to have that ability, you have to go to this higher package. Well, I called up QuickBooks and I said, you know, I really want to move over. But honestly, your 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 features are overkill for what I want to do. And even right. your, your cheapest solution would work perfect for me i just want to be able to update my stuff you know upgrade or you know port my information from my desktop version over to your software she goes well there's a version in the middle that we don't advertise <laughs> so friends i, love, if, that. I so, love that so what you need to do is you need to call them up and they will walk you through how to set it up to where you can have uh the pricing that's in the middle and i right. don't know what those prices are but contact them and they will they will work with you so that's good <laughs> stuff um, the other thing is, uh, one of the other things is with QuickBooks desktop version, you know, every few weeks I would log into QuickBooks, have to wait for it to load. Uh, and by the times it, by the time it got ready to load and I, all I want to do is I want to send an invoice right. and it says, I'm sorry, there are updates. Would you like to install if Seriously. you are, And by the way, you're going to have to restart your computer. <laughs> restart my computer. What are you? 1980? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Ah, anyway, so I, you know, that, I got rid of that as well. So, you know, I want to I create an invo- invoice. Guess what? I, I click a little shortcut on my toolbar. I, ty- I type in my password and boom, I, I'm, I'm ready to enter my invoice. And, and matter, not only that, but it, I can actually just click a button and it emails it right to you. Ah, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Anyway, QuickBooks Online. Great. All right. N-
1: next one is Dropbox and uh, that is at Dropbox.com. And I just installed this uh, on a client's computer, and it's funny because the first time I installed it on my own computer, I was like, "Why is this so revolutionary? Like, why is this such a big deal?" And and my other thought was, "Why hasn't anyone thought of this before?" And I think they sort of had. And that computers, you can network computers together. You can have shared drives, right? So you could have multiple computers, you know, share the the same uh, sh- the same space for storage. So if I put something in that storage, I could get it from another computer. The difference with Dropbox is that because it's completely web-based, that uh, I can I can have physical files on multiple computers in my Dropbox folders, and they're all going to sync together, and I can also get to them from uh, dropbox.com if I log in there. I am now, Cliff, and I think I mentioned this on a prior show, on the paid part of Dropbox. By default, you get 2 gigs of storage. So before, on my three different computers, I just had... The Dropbox folder on each computer, and whatever I wanted to move between computers or make sure I had to, to be accessible from each computer, I'd put in the Dropbox folder. But I, I found out that really my core files were less than 50 gigs, and so the the, the next step up is like nine, ten dollars a month or ninety nine dollars for a year, sort of like being a GSPN Plus member. But uh, that I, I upgraded to the 50 gig option, so I have a 50 gig shared space between my computers. And it basically syncs all my files in that Dropbox. And uh, it's really, 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 really simplified all my, manage- my file management uh, tremendously.
0: Very cool. I, and by the way, um, episode 14, again, a plus member only episode, uh, was titled Organizing Your Data, and we have mm-hmm. a whole lot more information about Dropbox, how Dropbox works, as well as several other tools uh, discussed about organizing your data on your computers. I will say this, Andy: um, I have not yet gone to the Dropbox paid version. I still—I uh-huh. I think I actually have more than two gigs because I think anytime you invite somebody new, yeah, you yeah. you get an extra gig space. for free. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But one of the things that, that you need to think about um, if, if you're out there thinking about getting a Dropbox is whatever space you have on your in your Dropbox, it takes up that much space on your hard drive. So uh-huh, I don't uh-huh. I personally I don't want to use 50 gigs worth of stuff in a Dropbox because what if I go to, for example, I have a little tiny netbook that only has 16 gigs of space on the solid state hard drive. Well, it won't even fit the Dropbox. The Dropbox won't fit there. So I like having Dropbox be limited to, you know, two, three, four, five gigs and actually keeping all, all my most frequently used information and all my pertinent information I want backed up. And synced ag- across computers, I like having them in Dropbox. But other big things, like all the archives of all my podcasts that I record, I put those on my I, on my regular iMac hard drive, which is of course backed up to an external drive using Time Machine. And I'm also thinking about getting, if I'm going to go to a paid solution, I'm thinking about going to Carbonite, which uh-huh. uh, which will back up my entire hard drive to the web and and that way I'll still have a web copy off site somewhere and, and, right, and those which are all is accessible
1: Cliff, which is important to know those are all different you know some of them are same but they're not none of them are some of them have the same features but none of them are exactly the same right, right. And none of them function exactly the same that's why they exist because <laughs> yeah. they all have different uh, attributes so it's important i think that episode i think you said was 14 i mean that's what you get with us is not just i mean you can go to dropbox and watch your tutorials that's fine but how can you really use it in your business? You know that's that's, I hope, the benefit of of business tech weekly. so there's another one, Dropbox.
0: Exactly. Let's move on to the next one, and uh, boy, is this one going to be a debatable topic for some people. Here's
1: bring on. <laughs> what's the feedback number, just so, so people can get
0: ready? If you wanna, if you wanna call in your feedback, your questions, comments, or complaints about our top ten list. Complaints. Complaints. Eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. That number again. Eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. The next one on my list, and I think and you mine. agreed, and is is a, is a Mac. My, my friends, if you're going to start a web-based business, uh, and, and you're going to be, obviously, web-based, you're going to be doing a lot of computing. Obviously, you're going to need a good, solid internet connection. But my friends, go ahead and get a Mac. Seriously, if you're investing, you're, you're, you're getting ready to put some money into some tech tools, the best tech tool, in my opinion, is getting a Mac. And, oh All my right. gosh, that is so weird Let's, that I'm saying that. Did I just say that? You did. You did. But you know what? There's some
1: very... Here's my issue with people who like get on fanboys. It's like, you know what, no one no one says like, if you vote for the best horse in a horse race, no one's like, oh, you're such a fanboy. And I'm like, the horse is undefeated. I'm not a fanboy if I vote for a good horse, right? Mac to me is a good horse. Like if it's reliable and it does what he expect it to do and it happens to be better looking, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm okay with voting for that. My point is this, is that invest in things that are investments, that they will help you make more money. And my Dell did not necessarily make me more money. It slowed things down for me eventually. They're not horrible machines. I'm not saying they are you know, they don't turn on or they always crash. That's not the case. Windows 7, I'm on Windows 7, I, I like it a lot. The simple point is from a hardware perspective, Cliff, I think Mac is unparalleled.
0: Unparalleled. Just the,
1: the feel, that's a thing of, of buying a Mac for me. The biggest thing I did not expect and some things about Mac really frustrate me still because I just I have the PC trained brain, but but the feel of it I just feel like okay I bought something solid and as I get older you know uh, I, I I I tend to pay more for things simply because I know that when you pay more there's a reason Mac costs more people and it's not because Steve Jobs just wants to make more money he's got enough you know it, it's because they are. Built better, which means they'll last longer. Cliff you told me you had a friend who has like a, you gave me this advice when I was looking to buy my Mac. You have a friend that has a a Mac. It's like four or five years old, and it basically runs like the day they got it.
0: Yeah, matter of fact, he was just here. Uh, DG Hollums, uh, co-host of the About the Church oh, podcast. Okay. okay, and he brings his MacBook in. He bought his MacBook. He got a MacBook Pro. It's about four or five years old, and he has the most recent operating system from Apple. And his his Mac, honestly is is just a speedy and does i mean for normal everyday computing plus you know a little bit of the video editing uh you know some graphics work all of that stuff it's just as snappy as the day he bought it and not only that but here's the deal when when new operating systems come out from mac guess what they already know all the existing hardware because they completely control every bit of it and when they actually improve their os to make it faster it actually, newer operating systems work even faster on the older <laughs> hardware. So, so, so as you can have a five-year-old Mac, and today that Mac, that Mac computer is going to run a lot faster than when you got it five years ago.
1: Didn't you tell me that the newest operating system upgrade was actually smaller
0: Yes. Did you hear that? <laughs> like, yeah. It like it's better, several, but it's also smaller. Seller, several gigabytes smaller.
1: Right, than the previous version. Yes. So if I, there's someone in the chat, uh, James, who said you know, he wants a Mac, but it's $1,000. And I would just say respectfully for those who are worried about price, and, and yes, money is important, okay? But if you look at it like this, you're going to own that machine, I hope, for a minimum of three years. Yep. The frustration, i.e. the time, that a PC will cause you to use or waste because of its functionality. I mean, Cliff, it's as simple as this, to find a Wi-Fi signal on a PC versus oh. a Mac. Oh,
0: goodness. Okay?
1: So I'm just saying, if, you, if, it, if it takes you 25 more hours because you own a PC, and that's tiny, right? But mm-hmm. it costs you $400 more. I mean, that's like 15 bucks an hour. <laughs> you know, my, my point is it's worth... The money because your time counts for something.
0: I bought my wife an HP uh, laptop, a, a business-grade laptop, a year and a half ago, 18, uh-huh. 18 months ago. And I will tell you, from the day we bought it, it the the fans, uh, well, let's put it this way. Go back and listen to Family from the Heart episode. <laughs> hold on. What what did I record today? I think it, I, I can't remember. Today's hold on. I, I have to click on this. I encourage you to go and try to listen to the entire episode number 106 of Family from the Heart today. And if you listen to it, you will hear Stephanie say, oh, man, I keep forgetting I can bring my MacBook into the studio. I'm not used to having a MacBook or I'm, I'm not used to having a laptop that's allowed in the office. <laughs> and what she means by that is the her, her old HP laptop. I am not kidding you. The, the fans we full blast all the time, and they were so loud that honestly, I could, I, I can't even watch television if if the ma- if the her laptop was on. I can't even stand to have a conversation if I'm in the room, and and it was ruining. She she would bring her laptop into the studio, and we would record podcast, and all you would hear is is sh- sh- in the background, and I mean we like compressor, limiter, gate, nothing. I mean, it was, it was louder than her voice. It it was horrible. Not only that, but, um, the, the, her computer after about four four or five months started to slow down. She started having issues where, you know, it, it wasn't functioning the way it should. And, uh, Andy, I will tell you right now, um, it was probably, it was probably about five or six days ago. I literally took her laptop outside and I smashed it against the ground. <laughs> I destroyed it, and and and. How in did a, you not videotape that, dude? I know, I know. I obliterated her laptop computer, and mm-hmm. I and I vowed I will never, ever buy another Windows-based PC system again.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna flip that. You ready? Yeah. Because um, we got to run through these. Uh, but what if I still want to run Windows?
0: Well, then, of course, you could get a Mac and run Windows because I am sitting in front of a Mac that has Windows open twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, my Mac has Windows open because there is some software that I I use that, as far as I am concerned, I am I will never I, I don't I eventually I am sure that there'll be some software that I'll find that I'll I'll want to produce my podcast episodes in my audio in. But, uh, you know, until then, I'm using Adobe Audition. I love Adobe Audition, and I have my Windows XP machine running full time with Adobe Audition running full time on Mm -hmm. my Mac computer in in a different window.
1: There you go. Uh, Hey, Cliff. Yes. Tell me, and we were going to, this is just going to be a long episode. I think we just have to accept that. Yeah, it's going
0: (laughs) to be about an hour long.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. I just want to mentally get myself around Mm -hmm. that because we try to keep it a little shorter. But... Uh, this is imp- it's a huge episode, so um, let's do the the short one and the long one. The short one is talk to me about viruses, and then I want you. Some of my questions are rhetorical, some of them are not. The first one is rhetorical, which is tell me about viruses. The second is I really want to know more about Apple Care. So, what about viruses first on a Mac?
0: All right. So here's the deal: there is there, there you're not going to get a virus on a Mac. Uh, they make some antivirus software. If you're overly cautious and you're you know you come from the Windows world, you'll probably maybe even want to buy it just for your own so you can sleep at night but you know what you're wasting your money. Seriously you are. Um, there are two things. Number one, um, I will say that Windows 7 has done a great job of even tightening up some of the holes by by requiring that you type in your password before you change any core functions. Of your computer. So so Windows is even becoming more secure, but not so much it, nowhere near as secure as a Mac. Um, the the reason the main reason why you don't have viruses out there floating all over the world um, for the Mac is because of the market share. I mean if if you were somebody who wanted to u- to create a virus to take over uh, um you know, 5 million computers around the world to send out spam to people, well, guess what? You know, it's a needle in a haystack to try to find a Mac out on the open web at, you know, as compared to Windows. Now, the thing is, though, Internet Explorer, all these other, I mean, there, there's so many security flaws, so many different ways to get into a Windows system still. Uh, But I'll be honest with you, I, I have no antivirus system running on my Mac. I've owned Macs now for over two years and never have run antivirus software on them. So, no, but no big deal there. You're you're good to go.
1: And part of it, as you said, is simply a numbers game. Yeah. You know where do, if you want to get money, where do you go? A bank, because <laughs> they have the most, right? <laughs> so where if you want to affect infect the most people, you have to go to the largest audience. Where's where's your bounty? And that's going to be PCs because the majority of people still run PCs. Yeah. But that's not the only reason, as you said. It's not just numbers. It's also just security. And and I think it is scientifically proven that smarter people own Macs anyway, so they're not susceptible I, to, to um.
0: I don't know about some, that. i
1: but <laughs> I don't know because you and I both own Macs. So we're here, not the sharpest guys. So
0: here's the deal. Here's here's the crux of it. You know, software is going to be more stable on the Mac. Now, to to think that you know, if I'm not going to lie and say that software never crashes on your Mac, uh, it just rarely happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and when it does. It it never causes you to go to the point where you have to restart your computer and relaunch everything. You could literally you could just force quit any application that stops responding, and you just load it right back up, and you're good to go. I mean, it, it's that easy. And and to be honest with you, that hardly happens. That hardly yeah. happens. I
1: right? I have been surprised. It has happened,
0: but yeah, it happens. It, it, ha- yeah. it happens. There's no lie about that. I mean, it it, it software will crash that's not necessarily the operating system and it's not, it's not Apple that my friends would be the developers who developed your software and well, Apple can't control that. So unless you're talking about an Apple piece of software that crashed and then Apple could control that. Uh, but, but again, your, your, your app crashes are few and far between and, and, and usually, I mean, it's it's like you're up and running within seconds. It, n- none of this rebooting.
1: Yeah, it even shuts down fast. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: which is sort of funny. I was like, hey, that turned off really fast. Like, why is it, why am I surprised? Yeah. You know, when's the last time we turned off a light switch and it was like oh, that takes
0: forever? You know. And so, here, here's the last so thing. Apple Care. Apple Care is amazing. Um, it's very inexpensive. I think it's like a hundred and twenty nine dollars or something like that. Or it, it it's not expensive at all. And and there's usually an Apple store or an Apple authorized repair facility within driving distance of wherever you might be. And you can actually make an appointment. And if you have any issue whatsoever with your Apple computer, I'm telling you, they will go in and they will fix it. And if they have to keep it overnight, then they'll keep it overnight and you'll probably have it the next day. Uh, I've never heard of anybody having their computer be gone more than two or three days. Uh, that, and that's, boy, is that an extreme. And I know a lot of people who have had maybe an issue and they've taken it to the, they've made an appointment and, and they went into the Apple store and they walked out with their fixed computer the same day.
1: Yeah. And you, you cannot compare that to other warranties where it's like, we'll bring it in and then we'll decide if we're going to fix it or not.
0: Andy, you, and you got then- you got it you got a macbook uh laptop right i did have you ever bought a pc laptop before i did have you ever had a pc laptop where after three months the battery just won't hold a charge for more than let's say 30 minutes
1: uh not specifically three months but yes i've had it
0: all right well get this if you have apple care and your battery loses its its ability to keep a decent charge you go in and you get a new one crazy
1: that's crazy talk, Ravenscraft.
0: I know, isn't it? <laughs> I I went in. I had a MacBook, and I went in because my battery wasn't. Um, it, it had gotten to the point. Actually, my battery. It it was still holding a charge, but my battery kind of was bubbling out a little bit. It kind of oh, yeah. Lo- yeah. It kind of looked like there was a little defect in the battery. It was starting to swell, and so mm-hmm. I took it in. I took my MacBook in, they gave me a brand new battery on the spot and they say, you know what, I noticed that you have a little tiny crack on the outside of your case. And I was like, yeah, that happened. I I rubbed up against it. And he goes, you know, actually that we actually consider that to be a manufacturer defect. Uh, It was a design flaw and um, that you're we can actually replace your entire top case, which basically is the entire keyboard, every single piece that is exposed to the to, to the top of the macbook uh, they said we can replace that and it's and it's free and we can have it ready for you to pick up by tomorrow if you want to come back and get it mm, yeah <laughs> i did and i said okay and so i have i mean literally you you, you imagine a, a white macbook computer my that's what i have and and after a, you know 18 months of use that thing's got some dirt and grime and grum and sure <laughs> you know it, it, it it's it's had some wear and tear and and I'll tell you what the next day I came I got a brand new MacBook. Yeah, I mean it looks brand new, and 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 you know I didn't go in for that. They said you know what that that's covered. Let, let us put you let let us put you a new top shelf on there, a new new keyboard. Mm-hmm. We'll just replace is all. Is that of a it.
1: factory? Is that an Apple store or is it like a subsidiary? Store? It's an, you know It mean? was an Apple store. Okay, because here's the other thing that's kind of cool is we we don't have an official Apple store. We have a place called Mac Pros here in Sioux Falls and they get paid by Apple for doing those repairs. Uh So that's, it's actually kind of cool because if I bring it into them, they're actually more likely to do the repair than to not do the repair. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're honest guys, so I don't think they're just like going out and saying, oh, we'll fix that and it's not broken, but it's to their advantage. To repair it because they're going to get compensated for it. I will tell you real quick though the Apple Care I think was over two hundred dollars. It was closer to like two fifty or whatever. But I did the math. It's a three year thing. It's like five three. bucks a month. Yeah. It, it was. I mean, it's you know. Th- and here's here's the last point I'll make about Apple Care. We'll move on. I, I have I've only used it just a little bit for actually some technical questions. Um, you can call and just ask them. How do you do this on my computer? And they'll answer it and not make you feel like an idiot for answering a basic question. Yeah. But the other thing is. Consumer Reports, which I trust because it's essentially independent, meaning they don't take advertising, it's the only extended warranty that that they approved, that they said it's worth buying. Yeah. And I think that carries a lot of weight. So those are all reasons that a Mac would be a good thing for your business.
0: Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Running a web-based business, I'm on my computer all day long. Since yeah. moving to the Mac as my main computer, I never mess with having to fix something on my computer i'm i'm just productive all day long Mm. i could not say that on my pc there were oftentimes i had to reboot try to reget you know try to reconfigure um, it, it just doesn't happen anymore. So anyway, uh, and if anybody's interested, com is another podcast that I produce with another friend of mine. And uh, it, it's a great show for po- folks who are thinking about switching from Windows to the P or from the P-, P Windows PC over to the Mac. Helpigotamac.com. All right, Andy, let's move to the next tech, tech tool. It is one that we are using right now. Yes. And it is it is Skype. S-
1: Skype. The great thing that's uh, there's a lot of great things about Skype, Cliff, but one that people don't talk about uh-huh. is Skype is incredibly profitable. Did you know that? Yes. Like multi billion dollars they make a year on Skype. And why does that make Cliff and I excited? If this is the first time or one of the few times maybe you've listened to the show, Cliff and I love profitable technology because yes. it means it's going to one, stay around, and two, they're likely to improve it. And you can buy Skype credit to make long distance calls, calls a line. I'm sorry. Calls to landlines, essentially, uh, and and they make money because enough people purchase uh, that Skype credit, and um, so S- Skype is, I just think essential uh, if if you truly want to have what I would consider as a global business.
0: Is yeah. that that makes sense? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for me, I just I just actually took their uh, I, I just paid for the annual unlimited. Anywhere in the yeah. U.S. and Canada, it's like forty deal. bucks or something. What yeah, is it's that? like yeah, 34, 40 bucks, something like that, a unlimited year. Uh, for the year, and it's unlimited <laughs> calling. And you know what? I'm I'm actually considering. You know, maybe I might possibly just kill the finally put the put the landline to death here. You know, just <laughs> put it down. bury it. Put it down. Yeah. yeah, put it out. It's minis- misery.
1: I, you so know, what that gives you, though, Cliff? Because th- this is a little confusing. And Again, we didn't say this, but Skype is what you and I use to talk to each other. Right, it is. It is the voice over internet um, program. So it's a desktop program, and you can buy credits in order to call landlines. You can also purchase a Skype phone number. So when I when I want to call Cliff, I just double click on his name, and it calls him. Or I can chat through Skype through text. But you can also call landlines. That's why you get the. Um, $35 a year plan, correct?
0: Yes. Uh, calling out to other telephones. You can also have it to where you can buy a Skype in number where people can, from telephone, from regular telephones, they can call you uh-huh. and it rings to your Skype account. And by the way, we talked to, you know, two different ways about things that you can buy. But Skype, for its main core functionality, is free. Uh, I can lit. I, my favorite example of this is I, I did a, a long-term... Coaching slash consulting project with a client in Australia, and I probably spent a total of maybe four to six hours with that client on the phone, right? Uh, Or well, uh, via Skype. Cost it cost me zero, nothing. And 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 I I mean that's not because I bought anything unlimited. I mean that's if I would have never paid Skype a penny, it would have still Mm -hmm. cost me nothing. And Mm -hmm. the audio quality is far superior to what a telephone quality would be. Which
1: is exactly why we're doing a podcast with it. I mean, that's how I do my podcast. Uh, I just released episode two today of uh, Be a Better Husband podcast. And it's me and my friend Justin talking over Skype. And, and frankly, it makes telephone teleseminars sort of sound old-fashioned. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I would just really encourage folks to not just download it, but to practice with it, use it you know, there's some Skype etiquette you can use, but we have a whole episode that we've done uh, on Skype, how we use it, you know, what it's best for, and uh, you know, Cliff, do you know what the price is on the phone number to buy a Skype phone number?
0: I don't. I, it, okay. it, it's I not expensive. It's, it's but, but you're right. It's like
1: you know, maybe, bucks, yeah, maybe.
0: maybe it's ten bucks. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I need to get rid of my my. My uh, office line, too. We'll see. I don't don't
0: know. Anyway, folks, that's episode number seven. Uh, Again, a plus member only episode. But uh, episode seven of Business Tech Weekly is an entire episode talking about Skype.
1: Cliff, I am going to let you have this next one. You just take it and run with
0: it. All right, my friends. uh, Do you have a website for your web-based business? If not, you need one. And I'm going to tell you the tech tech tool that is in the top 10 for this would be WordPress. WordPress is an amazing program to to use for your website. Um, it it allows you to. I mean, it allows you to have a website where you can put if you if you desire to just have a you know a basically a web version of uh, of an old you know what is that 1970s phone book ad <laughs> where that never changes. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, you can you can create that using WordPress, but obviously. Um, you can have p- web pages that pretty much stay static most of the time, but at the same time you could add blogging, uh, podcasting, you can add, you know, um, chat rooms, you can add all of these different, uh, you could actually put products and services that people can buy right from your website. You can do almost anything and everything you want to do right within WordPress and WordPress is free. Now, here is the deal. I'm never, I am never Andy, and I really are not a huge fan of a lot of this stuff that you can quote unquote get for free. But this is a different thing. This isn't. This isn't like one guy, you know, you know, working, you know, ninety hours a week to make this program work. This is an what we call the open source community, and this is an entire community of people who build into this product and this project. And it is solid. It is mm-hmm. solid. It's time tested. Most of the blogs today, most of the podcasts today, all of them operated on WordPress. It's completely awesome.
1: Yeah. It's got a lot of built-in power to it. And then it also has a lot of add-on power, which I think is key. And, and, and lastly, I'll add this. My understanding is of all the platforms you can build a website on, and again, we're talking about WordPress.org, not .com. Yeah. WordPress.org is the open source um, part of WordPress. But my understanding is from a search engine uh, standpoint yeah. that WordPress sites are built in such a way that makes search engine optimization easier, you know, right, um, or, or more effective, however you'd like to, to phrase that. But yeah, yeah. That's a, that's, if you're going to have a web presence, do WordPress.
0: Yeah. My, here, here, Here's what I'll tell you. Do this. I, go to google.com and I, I want you to search two different things. Go to google.com and search podcast consultant, those two words. And then uh, some other time, uh, go to Google and, and search for the phrase generally speaking. Just search for those two things sometime. And you'll just see how awesome uh, WordPress really is and how much Google loves WordPress. Yeah. All right. Moving along. Uh, Hootsuite. Tell us about this.
1: Hootsuite is a web-based program that at Hootsuite.com, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E, and it will manage your multiple Twitter accounts, Facebook page, LinkedIn account, ping.fm, fan pages. You can basically update all of those sites uh, from their interface. In addition to that, I think the more powerful is that you can create columns as well as tabs of columns, so pages of columns, and you can customize those columns into... Um, you know lists. So if I want to put, I have a list called Heroes. So it's sort of my internet-based heroes or pastors that I really like, or marketers I really like, and I just go, these guys are smart. So I have a whole list that is then a column, and it's just their tweet messages. Another one I have is a search for the tag PABL, which is Pursuing a Balanced Life. People part of the GSPN community, uh, and that's another show, Pursuing a Balanced Life, uh, that that we produce here on GSPN. That I want to know when people are mentioning PABL that they're doing something that involves having a more balanced life. And so I just do a search for PABL, make that a column, and then I can always see that word. Now, from a business perspective, let's say you wanted to make uh, yourself available to help people if they have a question about a certain concern or service. And so if you wanted to, you could set up a search for business coach. Anytime someone mentions business coach, then you could go out there and, and be a reference to them. So... The, the power of it is not just that it makes you able to communicate with a lot of different of your outposts, if you will, but also that you can organize a lot of the incoming information and make sense, frankly, Cliff, of Twitter, which I think is difficult to do unless you have a tool like Hootsuite.
0: Exactly, and uh, for those, well, of, what
1: would you what would you add to that? Uh, I, I
0: think I think you covered a majority of it. I love the fact that if you have the multiple Twitter accounts that you yes. and, and also you have Facebook accounts and Facebook fan pages and all yeah. these different places that accept updates, well, you can actually choose to send certain messages to all, blast them out to all of those different networks, or or individually, or just a couple here, a couple there. I just, I absolutely love it. And I love that it's web-based. And again, I can go to any internet cafe, go to hootsuite.com, log in with my email address and password. And boom, I have access to all of my social networks. I can send out a quick message and say, Hey, I'm in town here. If anybody's in the area, please, uh, please let me know. Shoot, here's my phone number or here's, you know, send me a direct message on Twitter or, or whatever. And and I've done stuff like that. And, and it, Hootsuite's amazing. It is amazing.
1: Yeah. And it's got a, it's got a, I think it's got a pretty good iPhone app. Uh, definitely could be improved. I'd love to see it on the iPad, but um, you know, for, for managing it, I think it's a pretty, pretty decent uh, application to have
0: uh, right. for sure. We got about nine minutes to cover three more items. Oh, plenty of time, plenty of time. But Hey, I just want to let people know if you are in, if you want to get more involved in social networking, social media and branding your business online, um, I really encourage you to check out socialmediaserenity.com, yet another podcast that I produce with another friend of mine uh, here on gspn.tv.
1: You guys, did you guys do a show today,
0: Cliff? I uh, haven't. Yes, we did, actually. Uh,
1: I'm, did you have a ton to talk about? Because it seems like there's a ton oh. of stuff going on right now, especially with the Facebook like taking over the internet yesterday.
0: Facebook <laughs> world. Do- matter of fact, it, uh, today's episode was titled Facebook Domination. So Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. It, and it, boy, is it crazy and confusing! And if you're wondering what all what all is in the future for Facebook, you definitely want to check out socialmediaserenity.com. Become a plus member so you get an episode of that every single week. Because I'll tell you what, the our social media world has just changed, and it's continuing to change and evolve. And so, uh, our show let's,
1: will, let's go. Go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Our show will help you keep up with that.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna go all the way from social media, and it's just aggressively finding its way into every web page we visit. To
0: faxes, <laughs> yes. So here we go. The next tech tool, and and I consider this to be a top ten tech right. tool for somebody who is just starting a web based business. Okay. All right. This is
1: my one that I wasn't so sure on, but yeah, I, I I'll, yeah okay.
0: I will say the for me, I I I feel like I definitely need to have a fax number, but I don't want a fax machine in my in my <laughs> why not Cliff? possession because it's a piece of trash. <laughs> You know, I I don't it ever want to bigger see, than
1: your computer. Yeah, <laughs> and I, it does one thing.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't want a fax machine. I don't want a phone number that is standing that, that is standing by to take <laughs> your call, uh, you know, for just for this one little device. Uh, when we we live in a digital electronic world. However, Andy, I have <laughs> had at least five occasions where I've secured big deals and and did major contracts with people who, believe it or not, do not have the ability to scan and attach an email or a PDF document to me. Uh, and and so, you know, it's it's just not something they are set up to do. Uh, also, remember, we talked about check writer episode number 18 yep. of Business Tech Weekly. I'll be honest with you. I still have a lot of people where I say, you know what, there's a lot of different ways you can pay me check by phone however you know if if, if it works for you you know do you have the ability to scan and email and attach me a copy or check no i don't have a scanner here at my office i said do you have a fax machine yeah i said do me a favor go over to the copy machine go ahead and write the check out to me just like you would and mail it like you as if you were mailing it to me go over to the copy machine make a good copy of it and then fax it to me at this number Yep, and then rip up the check. And then rip up the check. And of go. course, then it's like is and then what does what happens? It goes to myfax number which I got through com. I have an I have an affiliate code for this, but I don't even care. Just go to myfax.com and <laughs> and sign up. It, it's it's not worth me going and searching what it is. Well, how much is it? it, much is it, it it's 10 bucks a month. Okay. It's ten, I think it's 10 bucks a month nine bucks a month something like that but anyway, I have a fax machine uh, a fax number and people sure. can fax me all the time and it basically just takes it and turns it into a PDF document that gets sent to me via email mm-hmm. and that way I don't have to say, oh well you know you, you need to scan and attach that and and, and stuff yeah you know, just do you have a fax machine? yes well fax it to me and, yep. and that and believe it or not there's still people out there I deal with on a daily basis. Well, no, 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 no. I take that back. That's a little an exaggeration. But Back it off there, Cliff. I, I deal with people on a monthly basis that still to this day, do, number one, not only do they not have a scanner, but even if they had a scanner, they wouldn't know how to attach a file to an email. Sure. There, there are people sure. out there like that. And even though I have a web-based business and I live in the 21st century, I deal with I, I, I actually have people that I, I work with that pay me money and and, and we interact business back and forth. And, and of course I here and the, here's the other de- deal, they don't have, they would actually prefer that I fax them something. So I just stick it in my scanner. I make it into a PDF document. I attach it to an email mm-hmm. and I set, I, I do their fax number at myfax.com and boom, I hit send on the email and it sends it to their fax machine. That's awesome. Yeah. So
1: yeah. It, and I would say just real, as a quick caution I've used efax.com before and I tried the free version and just don't bother like either pay for it or don't pay for it because yeah. they make it impo- not impossible. They make it very difficult for you to have a functional fax experience on the free version. So, if you're going to use it, use it, especially because frankly, Cliff, I think a lot of people you work with, you know, they're trying to come into new media. They're not in new media. So, as they're coming into it, they're more fax than they are scan, you know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. So part it's just understanding your audience. Here, you know?
0: and, and here's the deal. I wanted to, I wanted to put a fax number on my business card. I, 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 I felt like, cause I'm dealing with business. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a web based business, but I still deal with a lot of businesses that aren't. And oftentimes it's like, what's your fax number? What's your fax number? What's your fax number. Here's my fax number. I, I, you know, a matter of fact, if I di- type in FFAX, it puts, you know, that my text expander will do my fax number for them. So uh, I have a fax number. And, and and you know, and and sometimes, you know, you're starting out as a brand new business and a, you deal with a lot of old companies and old corporations. You know, whether or not you have a dedicated fax number, believe it or not, means a little bit to them. Yeah, it does. But, you know, it does. It does. And, it, and it makes them feel more comfortable of doing business with you. I don't know why that is, but... But still, I I like the fact that I have it. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to move on to the next one, Tungle.com. And I'm going to see if I can find out why my stream went dead.
1: Yeah, I'll talk about Tungle very quickly. We only have a couple minutes left. But basically, Tungle.com is one of several different uh, services you could use. I just think it's the best. Uh, It's a scheduling service. Essentially, you're putting your availability out on the web so that people can suggest times to meet with you uh, or you can suggest times to meet with you as well. So, for instance, Cliff, I hire um, you to um, consult me. I want to start a podcast. Um, then you would say, "Go to you know my link, which is Tungle.me/slash," and then you're going to have mine's Andy Traub, Tungle.me/slash Andy Traub. And then I would then have access to your calendar. I could uh, ask for a few different times, and then you choose which one works for you. The beautiful thing is that it it automatically works with your time zone, based on your IP address. So if I have someone in Japan, as I have had before, try to schedule a time with me, they can see my availability within their time zone. So you don't have to do the math of time zones. So there's some other customizations. You can uh, include all your social media sort of outposts in there, you can include a specific message uh, to folks who want to make meetings with you. You can put a picture of yourself up there. Uh, You can limit your availability to certain times. You know, every week you can make sure you, you know people can't schedule meetings with you at 7 a.m. You right. know, so it, it just it this is a great, great way, especially if you're a web-based business, to allow people to schedule or suggest uh, meeting times uh, with you. And I would say the last thing about it is if you have multiple people that you need to get to one meeting. I had a meeting where I had to schedule nine people yes. to one meeting. Uh, I suggested four different times. Everyone in went in and checked times that worked for them. Tungle emailed me and said, uh, everyone has responded. Now you can go in as a moderator and choose which time you want people to meet. And um, I was able to do that. And then it automatically emails them all out that message. And it automatically updates my calendar um, with the meeting time. So it does a lot of things automatically. And it's free, but they do have a very good business plan. And so we are not worried about using that service.
0: Exactly. And then, of course, we're going to talk about our very final uh, top 10 tech tool. And Andy, it would be a smartphone. Smart. A smartphone. So no, none of these dumb phones. We want you to use <laughs> a smartphone. I think it's important to clarify,
1: though, Cliff, the smartphone. We're not saying you have to have the $40 a month data plan. Mine is $10 a month, but by smartphone, it has to have these things. Go ahead.
0: All right. And these things, of course, number one, I think you should have the ability to have access to your calendar. Mm-hmm. I think you should be able to have uh, access to your contacts, you know, your phone numbers, addresses, and all that pertinent information. And of course, you should also have access to your email. Mm-hmm. And you also, I would suggest that you should have unlimited text messaging. Yes. Because there are a lot of services out there that allow you to do some text messaging. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and you can do a lot of... Yeah, you can use different services, Twitter, things like that, um, through text messaging. Uh, It's a great way to communicate. Some clients actually prefer it.
0: Yeah, and and, and one of the things I love with Google Calendar, I, I tell it, say, listen, you know, 35 minutes before I have this appointment please send me a text message. And I love yep. it. It reminds me. It's like, Hey, I need to start prepping oh, for that call. Saved me so many times. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, you know, I think my preference would be to tell you that, um, you know, Blackberry is a decent option. Uh, I would say Android is a decent option. My favorite option of course is the iPhone and it has everything to do with the apps that are available.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Or yeah, yeah. And it, what, are, it, what are you using? Unfairable. You're using Android, aren't you?
1: I'm not. Um, I, I Actually, I have a pretty basic phone, and that's why I, sort of my caution to folks is you don't have to get the most expensive phone. I have just a sort of a Sprint. It's made by Sanyo, actually. So I don't have any applications on my phone, but I do have unlimited texting. I have access to my calendar, email, and contacts. There so you go. So you don't have to spend a million bucks, but uh, if you've got a little extra change in your pocket... It will help your business tremendously to get something as powerful as an iPhone, and it is all about the apps with the iPhone.
0: It is, it is very much about the apps, and it's about you know, and and having the ability to to read an email and respond to it right from your phone, uh, just a quick quick little one-off, just to let people know, hey, I am working on that, or I will be back in touch with you. Sometimes that that can mean a world of difference, especially in a web-based business. Absolutely. All right, my friends, that is a wrap. Top 10 tech tools right there for you. Uh, And if you've enjoyed this episode of Business Tech Weekly, you'll probably enjoy all 30 of the previous and the next 30 to come. Uh, We want to invite you to become a gspn.tv plus member. There's details at gspn.tv slash plus. And of course, if you do have questions, comments, or complaints about our top 10 list, what did we leave (laughs) out? Give yeah. us a call, 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Anything else you want to say, Andy?
1: Uh, BeABetterHusbandPodcast.com. Got the first full episode up today, so check that out. And uh, would appreciate subscriptions and iTunes and feedback. We love feedback.
0: Absolutely. Very cool. Well, Andy, we'll talk next week. Looking forward to it, brother. Until, Thanks a lot. Until then, everybody, join the community.